Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 505. Sorry about the little bit of dead air delay there. I had my uh, my my mic was muted, and I forgot to put it on because I was too busy bringing Rudy in at the last fucking second before showtime. You'd think, you know, we got 15 minutes before the showtime that we get get things settled in, that uh, the guys could show up and be there you know, on time and spontaneous and everything else. Come on, Rudy! Fucking five seconds before the show started. Anyhow, um, he's in the hole right now, and we'll get to him in a minute, and so are the other two boys. Anyhow, so, yeah, this is uh, Christopher Jones. I'm the host of this show, and uh, coming to you from my F-350 cab. Uh, it's dark out here now. It's really dark. It's been dark for a while. I guess we're getting winter time. It's gonna, We're going to go time change back. What, November 7th, I understand. We're going to go back to daylight saving time. And then in March, right around my birthday, March 14th, give or take, somewhere in there, we jump to uh, uh, daylight saving time. And November of next year, we do not go back to standard time. BC is staying daylight saving time forever and ever and ever or until something happens. I believe it was a, uh, they did a poll or something, and it was 85% of the people wanted to stay on daylight saving time year-round. Uh, so that's kind of what we're doing. I, Alberta was 50-50. They've decided to go back and forth. Saskatchewan, they're, well, they're just, they haven't figured out how, what daylight saving time is yet because they never switched at all. Uh, I think back east they're going to do the same thing. So I don't know what's going on with Alberta. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. We'll see. Uh, what else is going on? What's cool? What's wonderful? Uh, I don't know. We got a province-wide search right now going on for this this lady, 22-year-old woman, who uh, parked her van on the side of the road Friday night because it ran out of fuel, broke down, whatever else, and got a ride with somebody, and uh, nobody's seen or heard from her yet. Her van was like actually 500 feet from my ranch, so this whole um, manhunt, so to speak, woman hunt. Uh, is going on right beside my property. They've got the big command center set up on the res here, and uh, we got helicopters and planes and drones and everything else looking for her all over the place. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, it's kind of scary that something bad would happen to somebody mere feet from my front driveway. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's very discerning. Uh, what, you know, and the cop shows up at my place Saturday night. They said that you know, we got a missing person. He walked up my driveway, which is about a quarter mile long, because he couldn't figure out how to open the gate. And uh, knocks on the door. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I get out of bed, come out. My wife wakes me up. I, actually, I was watching a movie. She wife patting me. Somebody's at the door. So I get up, go to the door, open the door, and it's a cop. And I says, you're lucky you didn't get shot. You don't come up somebody's driveway in the middle of the night unannounced. You come up here with your, tr- your your car with the lights on or something, you know. Anyhow, um, yeah, so found out there was missing person, and uh, it, it's not a good thing. So, anyhow, I thought I'd share with that. I think 
Hang on. Did I lose Rudy? I might have lost Rudy. He might have got mad at me. I don't know. Um, I'm going to open up the mics here. Let the other two guys come in here. Uh, hello. Greetings, uh, Charles. Uh, you're there, and 403, that's Will. Both of you guys are there. How, how you doing? Uh, Rudy dropped. Did he drop? Uh... Uh, I don't know. Oh, you just put in a, uh, a okay. note saying that he can't hear anything. Yeah, he said... He said, he said, call him back. So I'll call him back. There we go. He did, so he didn't hear me yelling at him. Damn. No. So we'll call him back right now and see what happens. That's why we try and start early so we can get rid of all this shit. What happens when you, you know, call in at the last second? Just saying. Uh... Yeah. 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 Well, he kind of was in the muted box. He wasn't allowed to talk to anybody else because they had to flip some buttons. So everything was probably okay. But he hung up anyhow. So uh, Rudy's there now. I think Rudy's here. Are you there, buddy? How? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Welcome so back. when you call in late like that, really late, like right before the show, like 10 seconds before the show or something like that, and I'm hustling trying to get the show going and challenged by getting, getting you brought in, you go into this box on Blog Talk, and you don't get to hear anything. Oh, yeah. You don't get to say anything until I push a button. So even though you're there, okay. just sit there, okay? Or, or I've got a suggestion for you. Put up your number That's when I ask for numbers life. 15 minutes before the show happens, and then, then things would be better for everybody, especially me. I like things better. Last minute doesn't work. Okay, um... Charles, you yeah. there, aren't you? Talk Still here. You. Okay. Yep. Everything's going good. By the way, people might be confused um, why they're hearing us on Tuesday night and not Wednesday night like normal. It's pretty much my fault because I'm it's actually Charles tied up tomorrow night. So, yep, I'll blame me. Most people will. Actually, I got tied up last night. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> You can listen to us on Wednesday night as well, just, you know, on the download. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Podcast. I think Stitcher, Podbean has it. Stitcher, it's on Podbean. It's not quite a bit. If you want to find our show, we're not hard to find. Wherever no. you get your podcast. No, no, no. Yep. Probably the best Canadian Hopefully. sports talk show and. uh in the last decade. Wow. That's awesome. That's high. Um, anyhow, I'm going to quantify, quantify my statement about getting tied up. I was at a volunteer firefighters practice last night, and BC Ambulance came by, and they were showing us how we can help them at a, cra- at a motor vehicle accident or at a, a first responders call. And one of the things was they needed to put somebody into the stretcher and strap them all up for transport, so I got tied up. Okay, so it wasn't anything kinky if that's where your mind was, because Charles was kind of disgusted. No, I wasn't. I didn't care. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Or was it Will? Okay. You want to be? You want to get tied up? You can get tied up. It doesn't bother me. None of my business. Rudy, what was that? Do you ever uh, use spreaders or rams or any of that stuff? The 
the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've trained with yeah, them. Yeah, the uh, lobster claw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've ripped a few vehicles apart with They're them. All hydraulics? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Actually, we've just got oh, a uh, whole new setup, which was over a hundred grand, and they're all cordless. They're battery po- electric powered, cordless. A hundred grand for the thing. Yeah. The batteries uh, cool. are like eleven thousand dollars each, and uh, they they just rip vehicles apart. Yeah, we got we got the cordless on one of our trucks, and on the other one it's hydraulic. But yeah, those newer ones, uh, <laughs> they're pretty expensive. They're cool though. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can rip through anything. Very cool. Very cool. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing back there? I'm good. I'm just cool. sitting here listening to you guys talking about something I don't care about. So, um, you know, but that's just me. <laughs> well, um, you would just, care about just, it when you have say. a jammer and, and, and the first aid guys show up to help you out. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Or, did did, did an ambulance come and get you when you crashed your bicycle? No. I rode my bicycle no? home and got my wife to take me to the hospital. Hmm. I thought you said your bicycle was fucked. No, my bicycle was perfectly fine. My helmet was fucked. Mm. Yes, I got I got. Yeah, my, my wife came off a horse. Home. Yes. My wife fell off a horse the other day, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. No, it was further than that. It was over the weekend. And all I hear yep. is this, help, help. And I went, do you need help? She goes, yes. And I went over there, and I couldn't find her. She's laying in the middle of the road. <laughs> Had to pry her up and put her in the house. Got to stop falling off the horses. Anyhow. It's not good is, at our is, age. Is, we don't bounce as well. Your, as we I was going to say, is your is your wife close to your age, sir? Uh, she's three years younger than I am. Okay, it's not it's not really good to to fall off a horse in your fifties. Okay, it really isn't. No, no, no. It's probably like not good to fall off a horse anytime. No, probably well, not. She's been off a, well. Let's quantify this, okay? We're a breeding farm here. We breed horses, train them, and sell them. So part of yeah. it is training young horses and everything else. And my wife's come off horses a lot of times, probably over 100 times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she has. got some screws and plates in her elbow and a couple other things. And, you know, it, it, you, you, you bounce. You just kind of have to. But Will's right. As we're getting older, we can't be doing this shit anymore because we don't heal as well. No. That's just a fact. I mean, we started doing this 30 years ago. Back then, you know, when she was 27 years old, everything was wonderful. You could you could bounce all over the place and be fine. But now, not quite so much. Okay, can we talk some football? Yes. Please. Okay. Good. Okay, I got. I gotta go find the the Sparky things here that came in the fucking middle of the night. You think we solved that problem? Yeah, I think so. You would hope so. Because the last last couple of weeks, it's been coming in at four o'clock in the morning. In the middle of the night. Uh, last last night it was one o'clock. I slept through that one. Like 
Like, does he not okay. sleep at night? Is that what it is? Does he does he I spend too much time mas- does he spend too much time masturbating or what is it? Uh, Whoops! Did I, I say know, that? I Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I have no comments. I'm not. I'm not either. that one. Okay, nope. so so week hey, seventeen well, is in the books. We had four. What? No, Can I continue? Or? Yeah, okay. Continue. Yeah. Saskatchewan went into Winnipeg and got bounced. Um, so this was an interesting game. Saskatchewan looked pretty pathetic, as par usual. I'm, I'm actually surprised they got the 13 points that they did. And uh, I, what, what more can you say? Uh, I don't think Winnipeg played an amazing game, but they didn't have to. They didn't need to. It was, I don't know. I mean, I did post something on uh, on the Let's Talk Facebook chat about why Saskatchewan still has a coach, and I think it's because there's only three games left in the season, and they actually have still have a potential, and it's a strong potential, for a playoff position. Although pathetic as it is, they, they, may, they, may, they may be crossing over to the Eastern Division. We're going to find out that a lot about that this weekend when Hamilton and uh, Saskatchewan play. But back to this game, uh, Winnipeg, uh, yeah, they kind of just tromped on them. Uh, <clears throat> Charles, go ahead on this one. Well, this one was um, about as bad as it gets, but, I mean, it wasn't all that surprising because to be realistic – the Bombers have dominated the Riders right from the get-go this year. They've been pretty much uh, dominant uh, every game, and this was no different. And um, the Riders are just in an absolute free fall right now. I went back last week, because I like to do this sometimes, just to look at like some of the pre, um, pre-season predictions that many uh, people do. And there were people picking the Riders to win the West. Uh, as bizarre as that sounds, but it it was there. Uh, boy, I don't know what these people were saying. Then again, there was also people that said, oh, Edmonton might win the West, so take that for what it's worth. But, yeah, this is just a nightmare for the um, Saskatchewan and their fans. The, uh, the year where they're hosting the Grey Cup, and, you know, they wanted to be there, but uh, – they are uh, not looking like a Grey Cup team. They're barely lo- they're not looking like a playoff team, and they may not be uh, a playoff team when all is said and done. So they got to stop the bleeding pretty quickly because they're in some uh, big issues right now. But it's just a really bad. They don't look good at all, to be perfectly honest. So, um, so yeah, and the Bombers. When you get a team instead of the Bombers, at? I went back and I just. Google um, 2022 season preview. So I went through and looked at a bunch of different ones. Um, th- that's where I found it. So, but um, okay. the predictions were ridiculous. Some of them, but hey, a lot of them said the Lions were going to win three or four games. So shows what uh, <clears throat> what they're worth at the beginning. These preseason predictions are worth. So. Yeah, yeah, and mine weren't very good this year either. I, I, I kind of picked Calgary to be number one. Uh, uh, nope. Number three, Winnipeg in two. 
Edmonton, Edmonton in four and Riders in last. That was my pick on the on the Western Division. And I'm not really far off because BC and Calgary are pretty tight right now. Uh, Winnipeg is playing a lot better or winning a lot more than I thought they would, even though they're I don't think they're as good a team as they were last year. So see what happens. But sorry. Charles, I interrupted you. What what's going on with this game here? Did you well, the, you the Bombers dominated they and they, they they spanked them and uh, that was about it. And they got their ass handed to them once again by the Bombers and the Bombers swept them. It's been a while since they've done that, but they swept the entire season. So yeah, okay. Rudy, that was your team playing. Do anything have anything yeah. uh, interesting to add? Yeah, I was. Um, there was a few big plays, but for the most part, I thought it was uh, pretty bland. But I don't know. My my brother played football, and he uh, he, he he thinks they're playing some pretty good football right now. But no, seven and zero, seven and zero against the Riders since the twenty nineteen um, Western Final. So they swept the season series last year, and. Uh, Played them last year in the Western Final and won that too. So, no, I don't know. Uh, they have Winnipeg absolutely owns Saskatchewan. They still have to work out some things in their secondary, and they just uh, just acquired Alan Darby back from Hamilton today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think the game was anything special. Saskatchewan's uh, just not a good football team. Um, yeah, and again, that's the all I got. I think they're getting worse, absolutely. I think they're they're not they're done playing for their coaches. There's going to be big changes there this off season. It's Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, people are disappointed. It's a great tough year there, Uh, but I don't know. I just I didn't think they did enough in the off season anyway. You know, I thought maybe they'd be fighting for third at best, but yeah, they're they're. uh, I think they'll get in a crossover, but I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, Cody Fajardo was complaining again this week about the pressures of playing there. So, if you can't handle the pressure, then why are you playing? <clears throat> He's such a little wiener, William. You know, in the week of the Grey Cup in 2019, I stood in the Saskatchewan room and listened to Cody Fajardo up on the stage, and he said to people, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till, wait what's coming. Bigger things are coming. Well, guess what? <laughs> they need a quarterback. We're still waiting. They, 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 they need a quarterback if they want big things to happen, and it ain't Cody Fajardo. He's not very good. I'm sorry. You know what? You can say whatever you want about their offensive line, and their offensive line has been injured. <laughs> But his first thought on every play is to run the fucking football. Okay? He's not a drop-back passer. Never will be a drop-back passer. He thinks he's got athletic skills and he can run the ball. And that is the biggest problem right there. Um, They've got some pretty good receivers on that team, but they need a quarterback. It's that simple. And uh, I got a feeling Cody Fajardo is going to look be looking for a job in the off season because his contract is up, and I don't know if I would. I I guess some teams will sign him because a lot of 
teams don't have quarterbacks, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't put my boat on that guy. You know what? The other thing about him is even when he interviews, I just don't like the guy. He's not a, no. he's not a, he's not a likable guy. Just saying. He doesn't have that. <laughs> well, and the other thing. He doesn't, he doesn't have that it factor for some reason. That's all. Okay, no. he's a bit and of the a other thing yeah. I know. I'm going to ask you a question. I've got a question for you, Will. Yes, sir. i got a question for you here, Will. Yes, sir. You say Cordes will not be in Regina next year, okay? And I'm not going to argue correct. with you, and that it's not a disputable topic right now. But you said some yeah. teams out there might might sign him that that, that will be looking yeah. for a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. What team out there right now has a co- quarterback that's worse than Cody Fajardo? Um, Ottawa. Arguably Hamilton. Ottawa, Jeremiah Mazzoli might be back. Yeah, Jeremiah Mazzoli sucks Gain, quarterback. Dane Evans, Cody Fajardo, and now, who and, now, and, now he gets, and now he gets hurt. Dane Evans. Every day and Sunday. McLeod Bethel We've seen Thomas. good things every from day, Dane Evans. Every day, including Sunday. Huh? Right? Even Taylor Cornelius is playing better than Cody Fajardo. Taylor Cornelius is going to be a fantastic quarterback in the CFL. You wait and see. He's growing. He really is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The guy can run and, that ball and, and he can cr- chuck that ball. Yeah. So... Where, where's Cody going to get a job? Well, I mean, a lot of teams would sign him as a backup tomorrow, I guarantee you. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't doubt go, that. He could go to Ottawa, um, Montreal, backup. There's all kinds of places he could go. I just don't think... Oh, yeah. I mean, he could go as a backup, but there's nobody out there looking for a starter from him. I just don't think... Well, there's only one team that's looking for a starter, and that's the team that he's on. Mm -hmm. So... So, He could be back because they can't find anybody else. Who's going to be the quarterback in Saskatchewan next year? To be deter- well, no, no, to be determined. Well, no, you know what? I can see Saskatchewan maybe pulling. Who's that Canadian kid in Edmonton? Trey Ford. Trey Smith. Trey Ford. Trey Ford. Trey Ford. I can see him going to Saskatchewan. Because obviously, yeah, Corne- obviously since they gave Cornelius money, uh, they're kind of forced to make him the starter. And I think he's their quarterback. And I think Trey Ford might have been their quarterback, but he got hurt. So he's so hey, young, though. Will you, you got to see more of him? What was that? What do you What do you think is going to happen with Vernon Adams next year? <laughs> well, it just depends, doesn't it? Yeah, Nathan Rourke comes back. He's healthy. He's the starting quarterback. He's going to play football. There's another right. quarterback in the league I'd rather have behind center. What's going to happen with yeah, Vernon but, Adams? Yeah, but <laughs> here you go. I mean, their plan was, what's the dude's name, the other Canadian on BC? Their plan, Michael, Michael O'Connor. 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 Their, 
that was their plan for him to be him to replace what's his name. Well, that didn't work out. That's why they got Vernon Adams. So well, only because Michael O'Connor got injured, and he's gone for the well, season. Well, no, right, I understand that, but he's still not going to be the guy to take anybody's place. Okay, sorry. I don't know. Do they? Do they? You know what? They they're going to probably give Nathan Rourke a raise this year. Okay, you would think. Okay. I hope so. Um, um, what would be wrong with paying uh, Vernon Adams some extra bucks so he could be the backup? Because he's a very competent backup, right? They might ultimately do that. Would he? They're, would he? I if don't know. He would, no, that's the thing. I'm not sure he wants to be. I, I mean, the, I'm sure the Lions yeah, would love to have what? Vernon Adams as a backup. I don't know. You didn't hear. You didn't hear him complaining when he was in Montreal. Okay. You didn't hear anything out of him. That doesn't mean he was happy. Well, no, that's true. But, you know, what's his other choice? Who else would he go to? Who else needs a quarterback? Like you said, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Saskatchewan. There you go. $400,000 to go play for the Riders. There you go. That could uh, happen. That's kind, that's kind of what my money is. What if Bo ends up in Saskatchewan? He's not going anywhere. Don't be quiet. <laughs> not a hope. Jesus. Mitchell's not leaving Doc Calgary. Bo would never go to – he's not leaving Calgary. He's going to be a player. He's going to be a coach next year. I guarantee it. <coughs> I could see that. Do, do you, Rudy, do you listen to this podcast? Phil, Here, I'm, I'm on it. This. I'm going to try this one more time. Bo Levi Mitchell is injured. He will never be a quarterback in the CFL again. Mark my words. A number one quarterback. No, a quarterback. Period. If Mayer goes down with an injury, are they not going to play him? (laughs) (laughs) You might be surprised until they'll play. You might be surprised. As well, they do have a dress on the sidelines. Yes, they do. <clears throat> but is that just for show? Does Calgary dress three quarterbacks? Yes, they do. Who's the third okay. string? Well, so their their third string is a short yardage guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who is he? Tommy, something or other. Uh, I don't pay attention to uh I don't pay attention to the third string quarterback because even though they score lots of touchdowns because uh who's the guy for uh <laughs> what's his name is the third string quarterback for and he's got all kinds of touchdowns. Um he was the quarterback in oh, Ottawa yeah. last year. What's his uh, name? Dominic Davis. Dominic Davis Dominic he plays, Davis. He's in He's in Montreal, isn't he? Yeah, he's in Montreal. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, there's a role for a short yardage quarterback. I mean, come sure in and do it. So, sure, there is. There is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, your third stringer is never expected to be your starter. Nope. 
right? That's what your number two position is. Third stringers just go in there, get that short yard, speed up your body, and get us some points. Great. Okay. So let, we're finished up on this game here. Saskatchewan got pounced on 31 to 13. It was 44 points. Uh, Charles, you took Winnipeg. You got a diff of three. Oh, sorry, 36. Uh, Will, you took Winnipeg. You got 40 points. CJ took Winnipeg, got 38 points. Rudy picked uh, Winnipeg and got 50 points. You nailed it, buddy. 44, bang on. <clears throat> I was out by two. Will was out by one. Charles was out by three. That's when you guys all piggybacked on my score. <clears throat> okay. So the next game was the Ottawa Red Blacks came out to BC to play the Lions. And needless to say, this game didn't go the way that Paul LaPolice wanted it to go because he ended up getting fired. I was going to say, and so, then some. Got then, off the plane. And then, yeah, did he get off the plane before he got fired or no? I don't know. It, it was not a good thing. I think went into work in the morning and they fired him. Well, at, le- yeah. at least they didn't say, at least they didn't like approach him in Vancouver, say you're fired, find your own way home. Well, that, that's a good yeah. thing. I mean, Ottawa obviously is not going into the postseason, so firing the coach with three games left in the season means nothing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, why not make the change? I'm not totally sure he was the problem, but I'm sure he, he I'm, I know he wasn't the solution. There's worse coaches in the CFL right now. Shit, Ryan Dinwiddie's worse than Paul Apolise, and he's winning. The only reason he hasn't been fired. Uh, okay. Uh, William, go ahead on this one. Ottawa into BC. Oh my God! <laughs> you know what? I, 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 you know what? I, I still, I still, I still see effort in Ottawa. Okay, but they just yes, they're just they're just not they're just not good enough. And and I guess when it comes right down to it, it must. Mm. It's, it must be the coaching, okay? Um, I, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be a good head coach. And so, you know, they got outscored 14-3 in the first quarter, 10-3 in the second quarter, and they tied the rest of the game, give or take. So, yeah, I, I you know what? I, 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 do feel, I do feel bad for Paul LaPolice. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a good head coach. Make him an OC, and you know what happens, right? So, you know, you know what well, they they always talk they always talk about promoting guys out of their positions, right? I think that's part of it with him. To be honest with you, so. Okay, so let, let's think about this one for a second. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Mike Benavides took over a 13 and 5 BC Lions team, and in three years ran him into the ground at 500 football. Uh, Craig Dickinson takes over a 13 and 5 
Saskatchewan Rough Riders team, and it now won't make 500 football. Okay? Yeah. These two guys picked up outstanding, well-built teams and couldn't coach them. They're not head coach material. Paul Apolise has been brought into a dumpster fire twice. Hasn't been successful or hasn't shown the results that people want as quickly as they want, and he's been fired. And it's blamed on him not being a coach. Well, can we not say that the teams are fucking shit? Because Winnipeg was a disaster when he was head coach. Ottawa was worse. You can't. Yeah. I understand you got to blame somebody, but I don't know whether or not you can say this guy's not a good coach. If he, if he took over an outstanding team like Dickinson or Benavides did and ran him into the ground, I'd agree with you 100%. But just because he hasn't been able to resurrect a fucking tire fire, he's not a good coach? I don't know. But here's the thing. He coached last year. And they were lousy. He, they went out, got a whole bunch of new different players, and they didn't really improve. There's where your problem comes in. You got to show some yeah. improvement, but yeah. in their record, just and yeah, we can sit here and say all day that they look better and they have try in it. Fact of the matter is, the lineup, the the the, the record's not getting any better. It's gotten worse. Yeah. Still losing. That's the problem. Just because you don't get a whole pile of talented players doesn't mean you've created a team. No, but I I personally think it's the coach's job to make the team uh, gel if they can. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Agreed. I mean, if you got, if you got guys that are, you know, all good players, you can head them, point them in the right direction, and he just doesn't seem to be able to do that. And I mean, it doesn't. Okay, once again quarterback-driven league, it doesn't help that they didn't have a quarterback. I mean, Jeremiah Mazzoli got hurt early. Then they brought in, then they had Caleb, what's his face, and then they finished with Arbuckle. So, you know, what the hell? Hard to fault him on that. Yeah, I guess so. You know, they, you know they and I'm not going to say he's a rookie coach, but he's not a well-experienced coach. He doesn't have a huge track record behind him, right? And now you've expected him to come out and perform like a high-end coach. Now, if you had stolen somebody like Chris Jones or Wally Buono or even Dave Dickinson, if you'd stolen one of these guys and brought them into Ottawa, with this talented package that you say that he has, they might have been able to yeah. make that gel. But I don't know if he had the experience to do that. Well, but you see, here's here's my question. And and I don't know I still think I still think you have to give guys a chance. Okay? And I still don't think two years is, is a chance, to be honest with you, because you look at Let's let's take okay. If if you become a head coach, what the hell is that noise? I don't know either. Who's chomping on Who's chomping on paper? Fuck. If you if nobody, you, not me. Not anymore. 
Anyways, you got to give the guy a chance. You got to give the guy a chance, okay? And two years in my mind is not a chance. Look at how many years they gave. Uh, they gave uh, Michael Shea. God, well, oh, Michael Shea. Okay, first three years, four years, wasn't he shit? Okay. Yes. And the 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 thing is, when you become a head coach of a football team, there's a pretty good chance that the year before that team sucked. Okay, or there wouldn't be a job opening. And yeah. I, 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 I still believe they should have given him at least another year, to be honest with you. But I don't argue with me. you. And I'm going by the Michael Shane. But, I will, I, but I'll tell you what I you don't like I mean? about it. I don't like that he was the coordinator. I think they should have taken the offensive coordinator's position away from him. Yeah, yeah, I expect a young coach. You say, you say those things all the time, but still, guys in the league still do it. So, you know, and, and I'm not wrong. Do, they would probably say you are wrong. <laughs> well, he's fired because of it. Yeah, he is. So maybe I'm right. Maybe. Maybe if he had hired an offensive coordinator, he'd still have a job. Yeah, it's possible. Charles, Charles, talk about the BC-Ottawa game. Did you do that already? I have not, no. So I can do that now. Um, Go ahead. This game was pretty much over by halftime. I know that uh, it wasn't a super huge lead, but the Lions got up 21-3, to and you know at that point that Ottawa was not making any sort of major comeback. They're just not that talented a team, and they're a team that doesn't play with a lot of confidence. Uh, Vernon ba- Adams bounced back nicely. He was much better than he was the week before against Calgary. I mean, you do have to take into account the opposition because, quite frankly, Ottawa's not in Calgary's league, obviously. So you do have to take that into account. They but, are. Hey, at least he, did, he didn't go. What? They are in the same league. It's called the CFL. <laughs> moving on. Keep on going, yes. Yeah, moving on. Please do. Um, Please do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, the Lions did play very well, uh, although it looked like they might have been down another receiver because uh looks like Lucky Whitehead's injured now. He went out of the game... Uh, with an injury. Then he ended up coming back in for a few more plays, and then he lo- he hobbled off again. Now it looks like he's got an ankle injury because at practice today he was standing on the sidelines in a walking boot. So it looks like we're going to be without him um, for a while, um, which kind of sucks, especially now that uh, also Brian Burnham is out. Uh, so we're fortunate, though, that deep that receiver is one of our deepest positions. So we've still got some very good receivers to rely on there. But uh, losing a guy like him just doesn't help. Um, eventually, that's going to be a bit of an issue. You want uh, Vernon Adams to have as many uh, weapons as they can. So hopefully, he's not out too long. And Ottawa's just uh, Ottawa. They're just not getting over the top. Uh, like uh, Will said, you see the effort with Ottawa, but I'm not sure the talent's there. I mean, they've got some good players. They brought some good players in, but it's just it, they're not gelling. They're just uh, not. So 
not exactly a um, – it's about what I expected the result to be. I figured the Lions would win it fairly fairly convincingly, and they did. So good for them, and uh, Ottawa's got a new coach. So. Hey, um, who's that uh, new kid that was uh, playing receiver? I saw some story on him, and I didn't really catch it too much. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about there, Charles? Uh, new kid playing receiver. Canson? 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 Hold on. Let me see if I can... You're talking about for the Lions, I take it, right? I'm, for the Lions, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he uh, came in and filled in for um, Brian Burnham. He did, yeah. Not that he's... Not that he... I mean, he didn't play his position, but he came in... Uh, no. Uh, oh, Scarfoni. Scarfoni, Jacob Scarfoni. He's actually a Canadian receiver yeah. from Guelph. He's with the team. I think this is actually right. his second year with the Lions. Um, he was with Ottawa back in 2018 and 2019. He didn't play very much. Uh, he did play last year and had 16 catches for 85 yards. He's actually a pretty good possession receiver. He seems to be a pretty good possession receiver. I like him uh, from what I've seen. It's been very limited, but... Uh, I'd like to see more of them because it looks like he has some talent. So he played in Guelph. Um, there was a story yes, about somebody else that he played. Oh, it was the. Uh, it wasn't Phil Potts, was it? They were talking about Phil Potts, and then Scarpone comes in and does this, or no? Was it somebody else they were talking about? I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyhow. I didn't see the story. Yeah, I'll have to hunt that one down. Anyhow, uh, Rudy. You haven't dealt with this one. Come back and play with us, and then uh, figure out what we're going to do. BC Ottawa. Well, uh, oh, so, yeah, I was uh, driving home uh, listening to the Bombers post game and the Rider Radio Roundtable, and all the fans are ripping into them, and... So yeah, that was interesting. But no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't end up seeing that game. Uh, it, yeah, it looked like uh, BC kind of, you know, I don't know, got their shit together. And uh, I heard Adams played all right, and Ottawa, Ottawa didn't look like they were good in the highlights at all. And uh, Lapo obviously lost his job. Uh, I'm with Will. I think you got to give him another year. I know it didn't look like they were improving, but they've, they've constantly been changing personnel here. Um, yeah, right now, I don't know where they go. Personally, I think they're going to bring Mazzoli back next year, at least try to. Um, their owner was basically saying, I know it's not an excuse, but it was uh, tough when they lost there. He called him their franchise quarterback, so... Yeah, I don't know where, 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 what they're going to do for a head coach in the future, but uh, they definitely they got to win uh, home game. Uh, Edmonton and Ottawa both don't have home wins. And, uh, Edmonton actually just also broke a, a record for the most consecutive home losses. In, uh, if it's not a record history. you want to break. No, so I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, if you're betting on betting at Edmonton at home, it's a good play. What's that? Sorry, CJ. I I saw something about uh, somebody had posted that that was the largest home losing record in all pro sports. 
I don't in know North if that's America. true or not. I think some base in, I think some baseball teams have probably been worse. I'm thinking now, the Cleveland now, Browns. I'm thinking the Cleveland Browns might be worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to admit though, the, the, this all, has been two and a, two, a little over two years. Yeah, the it, Elks it, haven't won a home game since I believe 2019, yep. and earlier October of 2019. So it's two seasons, two full seasons. Yeah, because you don't so, count 2020 because there was no season, but 2021 and 2022. Correct. Yeah. No. So, so it's almost two match, years. Uh, you're not putting money on the Elks at home, but you, anyway, you, I'm going to be what? watching you them at home. Have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be watching them at home. It's not uh, against Winnipeg next week. Against uh, the Argonauts, yeah. And I'll be uh, I'll be in Calgary Friday night to actually attend in the, the Hamilton game with Will. <laughs> okay. So where are we? The Elk, uh, Saskatchewan's at six and nine. Elks are at four and eleven. That's not looking good for that. But Hamilton's at ten and four, four and ten. <laughs> They have a chance. They have a chance of taking the riders out. Because they're playing each other this weekend. Is there even any way possibly that Edmonton can catch the riders for a crossover? Like mathematically, there still is, right? I think that's correct. It is possible. They have to beat Winnipeg this this weekend. Yeah, well. they're, They're playing Winnipeg and B.C., and I don't know. I don't think they play Calgary again, but they they have a tough schedule for the rest of the season. So, although it's mathematically possible, yeah. it's highly unlikely. Uh, Edmonton would have to win they, out. They, Saskatchewan they, would have to lose out. Great. And Winnipeg, Winnipeg big, clinched the, a home playoff game. Winnipeg yes. clinched a home playoff game with the win against Saskatchewan last weekend. And if they beat Edmonton this weekend, I believe they clinched the Western. Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, yes, you're correct. Yeah, a, Winnip- a Winnipeg win or a BC loss. That's right. Great, great. Yes, but if they both win, would it come down to the back-to-back with you guys? No, um, no. If, if it, Winnipeg wins this weekend, they've won the the, the West. Great, correct. Yeah, yeah. No, that I don't think that's okay, true that, because that. That puts them to 28 points. BC would, were to win, it would be 22. So they would be six because points back. Six points, difference. Winnipeg has a yeah, season series. No, not yet, because they've it. only played once. they got not two more yet. games. If, B, if BC were to right, beat them but, both times, they wouldn't. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm, or technically. I, I'm, I'm not putting any money on that one, Charles. I'm not either, but I'm just saying technically, mathematically, based on the numbers, it is possible. Highly unlikely, I agree, but possible. Uh, yeah, no, I think that the the number right now is if Winnipeg wins this game this weekend, it, it says any any combination of BC, uh, one one Winnipeg win or one BC loss, Winnipeg clinches the the. Division title. 
Yeah, that's what's been posted. So I have to believe yeah, that so. because it would it would have to be come down to a real stretch for BC yeah, to pull that Yeah, it's not going to happen. But the higher possibility right now is a four and ten Hamilton Tiger Cats team to catch the six and nine Saskatchewan Rough Riders. If Hamilton beats Saskatchewan this weekend, okay, they would both have ten losses. And Hamilton would have five wins. Saskatchewan would have six wins. But Hamilton would have a game in hand. Now, Saskatchewan, for the crossover, has to beat Winnip- uh, Hamilton straight up. It can't be tied and go to a season series. For a crossover, you have to, be, you have, to have greater number of wins. So Hamilton would then have three games left. Saskatchewan would have two. And... Saskatchewan would have to win more games than than Hamilton did. Okay, so Hamilton's got a better chance lesson. of taking the riders out. Yes, it is. Okay. Let's go back to the game. Where are we here? Uh, so BC, Ottawa 19, BC 34. Total point score was 53. Charles, you were at 55. You got 38 points on that one with the win. Uh, everybody took BC, so there was no, no, nothing wrong there. Uh, Will, you were picked 42 points. You got 20 points on your diff. CJ with 60 was out by seven, 28 points. And Rudy, you're way down there. You got 12. Okay, the third game was the Montreal Alouettes into Edmonton to play the Elks. This was one of Edmonton's best chances, best opportunities to break this home losing streak, and they pounded the pooch on this one. I don't think they really played that bad a game. They just didn't play good enough. And Montreal did. And it was a low-scoring game. I don't think it was. Uh, you, you would call this a defensive struggle. It was just two and in and inept teams playing. Wasn't overly impressed with this game. Rudy started off. Did you watch this game? Yeah, I don't know. I think that, yeah, I did. I didn't think it was a bad game. Um, I actually, uh, I think Trevor Harris is starting to look pretty good. Uh, with Montreal, and I, yeah, I hate to say it, they're not playing bad football, though, now. Um, as far as the Edmonton game goes, I think it was decent, you know. Um, yeah, I like, I actually like Montreal right now, uh, coming out of the East. Interesting. Did you, uh, did you see the CFL post that says that, it, are the Montreal Alouettes the hottest team in the CFL right now? I don't think that the I, I thought that was kind of funny. I don't think I thought it was kind of funny. They're playing good football right now. And you know what? They're getting uh, staff back back. Yeah, that's a big yeah, plus for them. Yeah, is coming back. Yep. So. Provided he can come off that, it was he had a knee injury. Provided he's able to come off uh, that knee injury, okay, Broke his ankle. Yeah. Oh, sorry, with an ankle. Sorry, now, you're right. 
not any injury. Okay, you've got to come off of that all right then. Now, I don't think yeah, but I, Trevor Harris means is the best quarterback, but if he could make throws and seconds just a split uh, like second quicker, he'd be looking pretty good out there. But he, he can't. And uh, they're getting Sam back back, and I think they're going to – I think they're looking pretty good coming out of the East, honestly, this year. Also, also if you haven't – on Twitter again. So Stern's back on Twitter, and uh, I don't know what's going to happen with ownership there, but uh, yeah, he's back on Twitter. What's he saying? Oh, he's interacting with fans and everything, and just acting like how he was before, Will, or CJ. Yeah, I've seen that before that he was on. Well, that's pretty exciting. So, I don't know what's going on. That's a a very cool thing. I'm going to go run in and get some water. William, you're up next. Then, Charles, you guys talk Edmonton-Winnipeg game. You know what? I personally think that Edmonton-Winnipeg game was was, uh, the best game of the week, to be honest with you. It was a close game. Um, If it wasn't for that interception, I think Edmonton would have won. Um, I, I think, I don't know if Edmonton can sign some of the guys that they have. I think Edmonton's going to be a scary team next year. I think they're going to be quite good. You can already see, you can already see them getting better and better all the time, which is what Chris Jones is known for. He will, he will bring players in and bring players in and bring players in until he finds an athlete to play every position and and that's what he'll do. And so far I think he's improved this year and I think he'll be better next year. And they'll be much more consistent. I would be scared of Edmonton next year. And if they by some strong by some way actually do the crossover, I might be scared of them in the playoffs even. So just my opinion. Go ahead, Charles. Uh, I kind of agree uh, that I think Edmonton is going to be a much better team next year. Um, I honestly thought Edmonton probably should have won this game. Uh, they were leading into the fourth quarter just by a point, but they had to lead, and then that uh, Cornelius threw that horrible uh, interception that got taken back. I think it was 99 yards for a touchdown, and that was the nail in the coffin. I mean, they Edmonton was shut, uh, shut Montreal down uh, really well. In fact, those were the only points that Montreal had in the second half with those eight points there. You can see where the Edmonton defense is actually getting stronger. They're they're really play, starting to play well. The offense is coming around, but uh, still too many mistakes is uh, evidenced by that Taylor Cornelius interception. Uh, mind you, but uh, hey, I mean, Montreal, yeah, they got they got away with one in this one. I thought Edmonton, for the most part, in this game was the better team. Um, but uh, that one interception just kind of put the nail in uh, put the nail in Montreal. So um, 
it is uh, what it is. When you're having a bad season, uh, you can have these good games, and then one play just kind of ruins it for you. And we've seen that before with other teams, and we saw it with Edmonton in this one. We did. Yep. I, I I do agree with you, Charles, that I think I think Edmonton outplayed them the entire game, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I thought that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I was thinking I'd look like the hero because I picked Edmonton, and then before you know it, he threw that pass and they went all that way for a touchdown. I, yep. That's probably one of the weirdest one of the weirdest interceptions for a touchdown I've ever seen. It was. So, it wasn't like your typical pick six either, where you where the quarterback's no. trying to throw an out pattern and the uh, and the defensive back just jumps it. It was completely different from that. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. So, we're just too bad, but it happens. Hello, honey. We're stretching here. Go ahead. Your take on this game, or did you watch the game? I did my take on this game. I thought it was kind of inept. I didn't really think it was that great of a football game. and, And me and Charles disagree. We both thought it was a good game. And, uh... The comments we made were, Edmonton is getting better. and They are. If they sign some of the players they have, they're going to be scary next year. And if by some strange stretch they get into the crossover this year, they could be a team that could be upset some people. Because they're starting to gel. They're starting to gel finally. And so. there's so many people out there that are calling for Chris Jones's head, and I'm going, you guys uh, have uh, no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Well, no, this, but, this guy I mean, is going to turn Edmonton into a powerhouse. Yeah, but don't worry. If they do do well sometime in the near future, Chris Jones will go somewhere else. So he always does. <laughs> he doesn't get fired. He leaves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways. But Edmonton will be a better team because he was there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. For no other reason. Nope. And I don't know if he's going to run away again. Oh yes, he will. Trust me. I'm not saying he wouldn't. I'm just saying that I don't know if that opportunity is going to come up for him again. Mm-hmm. We'll okay. See. Well, no. So this I... was Montreal 25, Edmonton 18. Final total score was 43. Uh, Charles, you took Montreal. Will, you took Edmonton. CJ took Edmonton. Rudy took Montreal. This was not a good game. Uh Charles, you got an extra 34 points on your 100. Will, you got 50. You nailed the score, but failed on the team. CJ, with 42, got 40 points. And uh, Rudy got 40, 140 as well. This was not over the last year. Okay, the final game of the of the week. I, there are no real words for how bad Toronto played. All along, we've been saying that how is Ryan Dinwiddie still got a job 
I mean, it's basically because he was winning. This was terrible. Absolutely terrible. What did they get? Two rouges in the whole game? Yep. I, I mean, how, how, fuck, you might as well have got shot out. Well, for all intents and purposes, William. they did get shut out. So, you know what? They did. Um, William, talk about your Calgary team. Well, you know what? There's a there's a huge rivalry here, okay? Because there's so many people on each of these teams that know each other because they played for Calgary, and the coaches know Calgary because they coach for Calgary, and they're very familiar with each other. And I don't think. I don't think you can run your normal offense and your normal defense because everybody else, everybody knows what you're doing. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to give credit to Calgary's defense because they obviously played well. Okay? Um, Calgary's offense was okay. They were fantastic. They did just enough. Um so, yeah, I mean, was it a great performance by Calgary? Not really. Their defense was great. But but I, it doesn't matter. Toronto still is not very good. And uh, they came to Calgary and they showed that they weren't very good. So, I mean, it is, it is the only team this year other than BC that Calgary's beat with a winning record. So I guess that's kind of a feather in their cap. But yeah, other than that, it was all right. I I got I came up with a theory today, and and you know it, it it's not something new. Uh, but I was talking with somebody about it, and we were talking about Calgary coaches. And yeah, has anybody, has any of the coaches that have left Calgary? been successful not yeah. really yeah Who? Wally Buono Who? <laughs> Wally Buono <laughs> there you go no <laughs> he was successful. I think he was Vince more talking John about recent Hossegel memory over. what we was are. that we are very much what Vince did, John, what took over yeah yeah. My, but my, my question left. is. Yes. I'm listening. I'll be quiet. Okay. What's your question? Now my question comes back to, it, it's always it, we're, we're, it. You say this all about the players, and you you always say, is it the players' talent or is it the system? Right. And I think that applies to coaches as well. Absolutely. Are these overly talented Certainly coaches? Seems like it, doesn't it? Or are they just playing in an amazing system? Well, I think what happens is they they try when they leave, they try and take that system with them. And they try and and duplicate that system. But it's not that easy to duplicate, okay? It seems that... Yeah, I don't know that's what Claybanks did. Say that again? 
Oh, what the fuck? I said, I don't know what Clay well, Banks did, but I sure the fuck Yeah, but there, there's, there's another perfect example of a guy who will never be a head coach. Okay? In my Who's mind. That? He'll be, never be a head coach, in my mind. Devon Clay Devon Claybrooks. Oh, yeah. yeah. He tried that. It didn't coach. go well. And 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 to top it all no. off, if you think about, if you think about, if you go back to that those BC Lions to that BC Lions team, I mean Clay Brooks, and who did he bring in for coaches? A lot of unexperienced Nick guys. Lewis. Nick Lewis. A lot of a lot of inexperienced guys, and when you're an inexperienced head coach, you have to bring in guys that have experience. And it seems that he brought in all his buddies, and he thought that would yeah. work. And I'm thinking to myself, like the guy's an idiot, okay? So, so yeah. Clay Brooks didn't do well. Ryan Dinwiddie, he's been in Toronto for two years, so the jury is still out on him. If he wins the Grey Cup, I guess you can say he's successful. But yeah, I'm. They try. I mean, the people who kind of emulated Calgary's system has been Winnipeg and they've done quite well at it lately okay but there's no coaches there from Calgary so well it it was just that somebody had said that the next head coach in the CFL is going to be Killen and you're always saying that and I'm going he he really doesn't have any desire to go anywhere to be a head coach, but he hasn't shown one. And uh, my question is, and again, a special teams coordinator is opposed to an offensive coordinator, but is he being successful because of the system that he's in, or can he step out and actually perform? And I don't know, because the, the two options were Buck Pierce and, and, and Mark Killen. And I don't think Buck Pierce is going anywhere. I think he's waiting for Mike O'Shea to retire. Yeah, that's not going to happen. We had this conversation the other day. You know what? It's interesting because there are some guys, believe it or not, that don't want to get any higher. They just want to enjoy their their life and their experience and, and their winning ways. Mark Killam is a perfect example. And maybe exactly. Buck Pierce. I, I mean, you think about it. Why would you want to leave a team where you're – and, I mean, don't un- understand something. Mark Killam is now a co-head coach in Calgary, okay? I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. It's just a title that you get more money or something? I don't know. But, but like – there's something to be said about not having the pressure of a head coach, especially on a team that you're oh, going to go to for sure. that you know the team. Oh, I agree. You know that the team is going to. You know the team is going to suck. Okay, so yeah, some guys want to just stay there, absolutely, and they don't have egos and they just well, stick around. And I mean, it's funny because you look at you watch Bart kill him on the sidelines, and even to this day, and he's been doing this forever, gets is totally excited about whatever the special teams do well. So oh, the guy has a passion fun. for that. Yeah, the guy has a passion for that. There's no doubt about it. So. 
I mean, very rare does a player or does a coach, a coordinator, or anybody get a promotion to a really good quality team. No. You're usually going Never. into a tire fire. <clears throat> yeah. That's correct. Well, it does. Absolutely. Wally Buono retired. Chris Jones ran away. Right? And and those are the two th- examples that I use all the time, which is Benavides and Dickinson, where they took over powerful teams. That doesn't happen. No. Usually you're taking over a head coach position because his ass ran out of town. Yeah. And and you're starting off in a no-win position. So, yeah, it, it it's a tough one. It is very tough. So, Absolutely. anyhow, um, who else needs to go on Toronto-Calgary? Charles, you do? You do. Really? That was just Will. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, I had to laugh because I remember that we had we even discussed that thing that the uh, that came out on CFL.ca a while back, saying that the Toronto Argos uh, had the best odds of winning the Grey Cup. That just makes me laugh, and I laugh even more because of this nonsense. Because that was a disturbingly bad performance. I was thinking this was going to be a good game. Hey. You got Calgary, you got Toronto that's uh, in first place. I thought this was going to be a This was a disaster. And Calgary didn't play that great, but God, when you're playing a team that's only able to score two points, how do you score two points in the Canadian Football League? I mean, they're a league known for offense, and they can only muster two points. It's embarrassing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, and Mark says, that, or not Mark, uh, excuse me, Rudy says he thinks the Montreal is um, the favorite to come out of the East. Well, after seeing that performance, how can you really argue with that? It was uh, horrifically bad. So, yeah, this was a bad performance right from the get-go. And um, Calgary, uh, I'm not all that impressed with them because, like I said, I mean, I look at the Toronto. The way Toronto played, it looked like a high school team could have beaten them on last week. It was a bad disaster. This is not a memorable game at all. So I'm just hoping they no, uh, but... repeat the performance this week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be nice. Uh, I think that's why the new predictions came out. Have now Calgary. Uh, winning their favored to win the Grey Cup because they beat the last favorite team to win the Grey Cup. By the way, Winnipeg fans are pissed at that, just so you know. But that was that made it even more I, I, fun. I know, and I'm having fun with that because these predictions are about as important as power rankings and about as useful. How could... How could it, it, you guys suggest? How could you guys suggest that any team other than Winnipeg is going to win the Great Cup this year? Come on! They're starting to sound I'm more not. and more like Saskatchewan. They're talking. They're starting to sound more and more like Saskatchewan fans all the time. Okay, it's pathetic. No, 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 no. We're just repeating what CFL.ca has said. Never yes, said we yes, believe the shit. Yes, Christopher. I know that, Christopher. 
I'm talking to the masses here. Yeah. No, it, it it's actually pathetic to, to listen. To, to think that somebody out there actually gets paid to do this and to post it. I mean, the social media person at, at CFL.ca must actually be laughing his ass off when he does this if, if he actually knows what he's doing. They, they might not know anything about football. They're just social media guys. I don't know. Girls, women, whatever. I don't know who it is, but uh, it, it's just ridiculous some of the shit that they put out. Rudy, talk about Calgary, Wamp, and Tirana. Yeah, I was uh, at a bit of a family supper, so I didn't catch the whole game, but... Uh, you didn't I miss it much. Be a game of the week, but I thought it was going to be the game of the week, but uh, yeah, Hamilton kind of came out and laid an egg, and there wasn't. Uh, I heard it was a pretty boring game, to be honest with you. So, um, well, yeah. In my honest opinion, Ottawa played better than Toronto did. Really. I agree. And Michael yeah, Shea gets the, the fired BC, after the game. BC Ottawa, BC Ottawa game was better than the Calgary-Toronto game, that was for sure. At least Ottawa scored a couple touchdowns as opposed to a couple rouges. <laughs> okay, so Calgary won this one 29-2. to Thirty-one points. I was really disappointed in the thirty-one points. Um, Charles and Will took Calgary. They got a hundred points each for this. CJ and Rudy were off base with Toronto just a little bit. Um, Charles, you picked up an extra thirty. Will eighteen. CJ picked up twenty, and uh, Rudy, you picked up an extra two. You actually picked 51 points on this game. You thought it was going to be high scoring. So, sad as it is, and I'd like to point this out, uh, Will, Will, you went four for four again this week. No, I didn't. Uh, you really – yeah, no, I didn't. Well, according to the – hang on. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't pick the Montreal-Edmonton game. It was Charles that went four for four. Charles went four for four. Charles went four for four. Yes, sir. He did. He gets a big shiny star. Will picked three. Rudy picked three. And CJ got two. So, oh, 538 points for the week, Charles. That's that's like a fucking record. That's a big week. Yes, that is. was a big, big week. Yeah, CJ had a 502, but that that was it. That's the only two games this two weeks this year over 500. Very good, game. very good week, Charles. I mean, Will, your 428 was a great week. Um, yeah. So here's the standings. Will had 428. Charles with 538. CJ with 326, which actually was a respectable score, was definitely the bottom. And Rudy took 404. Uh, Will's increasing his lead at 
5598. Uh, Charles is at 5380. Back uh, 218 points. CJ is dropping like a rock. 5100. And Rudy, Rudy's like almost catching up to CJ here for third place. Am I heading to the base? I feel like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now. I'm dropping like a rock. Okay. Um, did I did I say what Rudy's score was? Rudy's got 400, uh, 4,974. Okay. So that's that. We've gone through, like, we're almost finished the show, and we barely finished talking about last week, not anything to do with this week. How is that happening? Where's, where's my list? There it is. Okay. So I'm going to do some points here. We're going to do the, the, the games real quick, and then we'll start talking some football. Uh, Saskatchewan-Hamilton. Uh, let's go here. What do we got here? Hamilton is uh, minus 1.5. The over-under is 49. Uh, the Pickham has Saskatchewan at 59 and Hamilton at 41. Charles, what are you doing? Hamilton is at home. <clears throat> Hamilton is at home. You know what? Uh, I can't pick Saskatchewan right now. They're in a free fall, and Hamilton, you know, they still got a shot to uh, to uh, reel in Hamilton, reel in Saskatchewan, and prevent them from getting the crossover. And and this is a big part of it. So yeah, I think I'm going to pick the uh, I'm going to pick the Hamilton Tigers on this one. I have to because I think that they've got the most. They're they're streaking right now, so yeah, that's what I'm going to pick, and um, I think it'll be uh, 44 points. Okay, William, what are you going to do here? Hamilton, Saskatchewan, in Hamilton. You know I'll never pick Saskatchewan. You know I'll never pick Saskatchewan. Hamilton, 50. Hamilton, 50. Okay. Uh, Rudy, what are you going to pick here? You'd be odd man out, or are you taking Hamilton? No, I am going to go with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I got Saskatchewan... I got Saskatchewan 43. 43. Okay, CJ, so here's my reverse psychology. Every time I pick Saskatchewan this year, they've lost. So I'm picking Saskatchewan at 60 points. It's going to be a gun fest. Big shootout. Okay, now, after this dismal Toronto performance in Calgary, BC's heading over to BMO Field to play the Argonauts. Charles. Oh, hang on. Let me me do this pick'em thing here first. Uh, BC is a one-point favorite. The over/under is 49. Uh, Pick'em Trends has how our Toronto at 60%. BC at 40. Charles, even if they weren't playing my team, there's no chance I would have picked. I would pick Toronto after that debacle last week. That was embarrassing. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure they're going to be much better. Uh, I mean, I know they're at home, but how much uh, home field advantage do you get in the uh, 70% empty stadium or whatever? So 
I'm uh, picking the Lions, no surprise, but I'll be picking whoever is playing Toronto this week. Uh, BC, uh, 49 points. 49. Okay. Willem, what are you doing here? Um, huh. I am going to go Toronto, 38. Rudy. Uh, Toronto, 47. And CJ will take BC on this one, and I'm going with 42. Okay, Edmonton in to IGF Stadium to play the Bombers. What do we got here? We got Winnipeg by 14, over under at 50. Uh, the Pickham has Winnipeg at 95%. Go ahead, Charles. Could this be a trap game for the Bombers? We saw them lose earlier this year at home to uh, Montreal. We saw them lose earlier this year at home to um, who else beat them? Oh, no, they were on the road. Sorry, they lost to Hamilton, but that was on the road. But, no, this isn't going to be a trap. I think Winnipeg is going to be won this game. Uh, I think that Edmonton's pretty close to done for this year. I think Winnipeg... um, Wins this one uh, 51 points. Hello. Hello. Uh Uh-oh. Hello. Did Did he drop out? I think he did. I don't know. He was here, but he's probably still now nothing. He's probably still talking. He's probably still yeah, maybe. talking. You know how he likes to run on. Yep. Hey, Rudy, are you there, Rudy? Yeah. Okay. CJ's gone. Yeah, he seems to always be having issues. Yeah. Sure he'll. Oh, here he comes. There he goes. Back. There he goes. I got toasted. I don't know what happened. Uh, Charles, I did Bad not fingers. get your score. Your pick. Sorry, oh, uh, I picked. Um, I picked Saskatchewan. Uh, or excuse me, no, I didn't. Because uh, they're not, they're not playing. even Winnipeg playing in this 51. game. Winnipeg fifty-one. Winnipeg. Okay, William, what are you doing there? Edmonton, 42. You took my score. Yep. Rudy. Winnipeg, 48. Well, I'm going to take Winnipeg, and I'm going still going with 42, so fuck you. Um, so be it. Uh, Ottawa, Montreal, and we have... What happened here? Let's go over this. Uh, Winnipeg, or sorry, Montreal is favored at seven points over under is 49. Why don't they just... The over-unders are ridiculous. 
Montreal, 94% favorite here on the pick'em. Charles. Yeah. Uh, as much as I couldn't pick Toronto and stuff like that, I'm sorry, I can't pick Ottawa right now. Well, you know, you never know. Sometimes teams get expired, uh, get inspired with a uh, coaching change. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Montreal, 44 points. 44? I think the stat is actually like 68% of the time that a coach is fired, the, the team wins the next game. Yep. Doesn't mean that they improved, but like at 68% is a pretty huge number in my opinion. Um, okay, William, what are you going to do here? You guys, you guys your notice every, team? You guys notice every time, every time Bob Dice, <laughs> Bob Dice, he, he becomes the head coach, but they never keep him until, like they never make him the head coach forever, okay? No, he, he's no, the no, head I know. Coach. And that's it. Okay. So, anyways, um, Clark, you know what? Let's just throw shit to the wind. Let's go Ottawa 38. Okay. Rudy. Montreal 43. I like Will's attitude, but I just simply can't do it. Montreal 42. Well, you know, but. The way I look at here, here's the way I look at the Winnipeg game, and you guys haven't experienced this like I have. All those fucking years, Calgary ran away with first place. The last four or five games of the year is really, really hard to stay motivated. And you got guys coming into your city, got guys coming into your city where the game means a hell of a lot more to them. I don't think it really does mean that much more to Edmonton, but you know what? What the hell? Let's go out on a chance. You never know. I mean, you My think about... point here is Winnipeg isn't in that ballpark right now. They have not They've not finalized everything. They can't throw this doesn't weekend matter. away. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, because the team they really have to beat is BC back-to-back, right? Yep. So this Edmonton game means nothing to them. And the other thing, the other thing I would start to get antsy about is leaving Zach Kolaris in there. Because if he gets hurt, you're fucked. And would you like to lose him in a nothing game? That's my question. You know, and we have been talking about this since 2019. That Zach Calero yes, is have. one hit away from a wheelchair. And, yes, we and have. they won two Grey Cups with him. That one hit. That what? I just don't know when. You cut out. No, but you cut out, CJ. But if you look at, if you, I don't know if you ever noticed Zach Calaris, he wears a kazoo helmet, okay? So I don't think he's ever going to get hurt. I think his head's better. I think he's good to go. He's taken a few hits over the last couple of years, and he's popped right back up. He hasn't taken his to the noggin, Rudy. Trust me. He's had a few, or they've came close, Will. Yeah, okay. Okay. 
Whatever. Anyways, let's hope it doesn't happen, but it could happen. For that matter, fuck, fuck the, fuck the head. What about a, what about a knee? What about a leg? What about an arm? Remember Kevin Glenn in two thousand and what was it? Ten, whatever. Like I said, yeah, he, if he gets yeah. hurt, they're done. They're done. Yeah, I might have to agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll pull him out to the last couple of games. Maybe even the last game of the season. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's a it's a tough one. It's a, it's tough to do. I mean, they have not secured top, and they have three games left. So, is it three or yeah? They've got a buy in between the two BC games, don't they? Yeah, they have three. Uh, yes, they do. Right. So they they play back to back BC, where BC plays. Edmonton in between the two Winnipeg games. Yeah, okay. Well, so be it. Let's see what's going on next. What do you guys want to go to? We've uh, done our things. We're going to have to go to the agenda here and see what's happening. We've still got 30 yeah. minutes left in the game, in the in the show, and we just finished talking about the games. That's awesome. I love it. We're talking football. We're having fun with that. Okay, uh, let's see what's happening. Ottawa Fires head coach, Paul Apolice. Well, we've kind of talked we about that much, one already. Yeah, we? we pretty much covered that when we were talking about the game earlier. Yeah. I don't think they should have fired him, personally. And I think that's the general consensus of the panel here. I know it's Will's position, and Rudy said that. Charles, you really didn't have a uh, – you didn't take a position on that. Um, but I don't have a – I honestly don't have a problem with it. I, I didn't think uh, – I just don't think they were getting better, and I don't. I'm not a fan of uh, Paul Apolice as a head coach. I think he's a better coordinator, and yeah, I, I just didn't think he showed enough improvement uh, to warrant keeping him. Yeah, I'm not arguing. I just don't know who they're going to get. Is Bob Dice finally going to get to be a head coach? Probably depend on how well he does in the last four games. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Okay, we'll we'll just kind of cruise past that one for a second. Uh, quarterback Jake Mayer, Taylor Cornelius signed landmark, partially guaranteed CFL contracts for the first time under the new CBA. This is this is the CBA where we're actually guaranteeing some of the players' cash. So, and that's in the second second season. Right? Yes. So, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Who the hell would have thought that one of the first players to get a a guaranteed contract would be Taylor Cornelius? Nobody would have thought that. No. He's earned it. He's improved. He's improving. He's getting to better. Uh, Jake Mayer, um, he's not performing as good as I thought he would. Um, probably about where Will said he was going to be. Am mm-hmm. I correct there, Will? Is Jake Mayer doing ex- kind of where you thought he would be? 
Yeah, more or less. He's uh, he's not hurting them, but he's not. I in my mind, he hasn't been that outstanding. I mean, uh, you can talk all you want about about Toronto scoring two points the other day, but uh, McLeod Bethel Thomas had more passing yards than Jake Mayer did. Not by much, but he had yeah. more passing yards. So, um, but I he hasn't hurt them. Okay, and I and I think with him it's just a matter of experience. That's all. Yeah, and he is playing. He is playing with some new guys, and and so, you know, it'll be a matter of time. I, I don't like. I said he, Dave Dickinson has said he's done things that young guys don't normally do, but he also does things that young guys normally do. So, but he says he's doing better than most guys would do. So. To me, to me, because Mayor hasn't been flashy, once again, it proves to me that Bo Levi Mitchell is done forever. So. So are, are you, you, as a Stampeders fan, comfortable with this? With what? With Jake Mayer being your number one quarterback now? Well, he's he's winning games. It's all that matters in Calgary. It's all about the W, remember? I don't care if it was Fido Bido playing quarterback or uh, Marcus Crandall playing quarterback. It doesn't matter as long as they win. Okay, because like like everything, and we know this is going to happen, and I knew it would happen when it first started. Eventually, Bo Levi Mitchell would go away, just like Nathan Rourke is going to go away, just like Doug Flutie did go away. It, uh, It happens all the time. And then you move on no to one the next, plays, and hopefully... No one plays forever. And hopefully, no, and hopefully they're good. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been a fan of the CFL for 51 years. There's not a single player out there still playing. I mean, my two favorite... My two favorite Back, all-time quarterbacks... Many of them are still were, alive. My two favorite all-time quarterbacks were Jeff Garcia and uh, Matt Donegan. So, yeah, I I liked when Matty played. I I, I liked watching Buck Pierce play. I uh, I was kind of a fan of Dave Dickinson. I like that style of quarterback that Mike Riley, where he's in the pocket and shit's going sideways, and then he'll take off. I don't like the uh, quarterback who like uh, who we're talking about. Cody Fajardo and Damon Allen, who their first instinct is to run the ball. They want to run the ball because they want to. They they they're an athlete and they want to go up and 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 get yards. Uh, quarterbacks that run and successfully usually do so because the run the the pass wasn't there. Does that make sense? Am I and making eventually... sense of this one? Yes, eventually, eventually the guys that can run turn into passers eventually. Perfect example is Matt Dunnigan. His early years in Edmonton, he'd run first and then throw the ball, and he eventually learned how to be a drop-back passer. Another one it would be Tracy Ham. He's another guy who became a drop-back quarterback. Okay, and they still had that running ability in their back pocket if they used it. Mm-hmm. But as but as time but as time went by, they stopped it, stopped using it, because they could throw the ball. 
and they used to be able to yeah. throw themselves out of trouble. So. Yeah. I always think so, the first uh, yeah. attitude is more with a quarterback, like a younger quarterback who who doesn't have experience, mm-hmm. but a lot of times the younger quarterbacks will kind of grow out of that, but there are some guys that just happen. Yes. Yeah, and that's Damon Allen never grew out of it. Good quarterbacks. Nope. Yeah, but Damon Allen, Damon Allen was a special case. I mean, sorry, how many Grey Cups does he have? Six. Yeah, that, I don't know. I believe so. I don't think it's six. I don't think it's He's six. He's a winner. I always thought that Damon Allen wanted to be a running back uh, because his brother was like his brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, uh, I'm happy for both of these quarterbacks. Uh, and, and they're both in the province of Alberta, coincidentally. And uh, it's interesting that they uh, they kind of went off and did that. And uh, I, it, it kind of caught me off guard for both of these signings because they were right two-thirds of the way through the season. And it's like, why now? And uh, it seemed to have worked for Taylor Cornelius because he's played quite well since he got the contract. So, I don't know. Rudy, what do you got to say about this? Are you still here with us? I haven't heard you in a while. Yeah, yeah. Where are we now? Were you sleeping? Oh, I was dozing off there, yeah. We're talking about quarterbacks. Jake Mayer and Taylor Cornelius have signed landmark, partially guaranteed CFL contracts for the first time under the new CBA. Segment yeah, seven. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're younger quarterbacks. Um, there's The CFL needs quarterbacks right now, you know. There's teams that will... They'll be looking for guys this summer, and uh, Edmonton and Calgary, uh, you know, they got their guys, and they locked them up. Um, whether these guys are the real deal or not, or can win championships, that is yet to be proven, but um, I don't know. I think Mayor shows a lot of promise. I, You guys like Cornelius a lot more than I do, but um, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. I haven't seen enough of them yet. Okay. So, where did we go here with this? Yeah, that one's over. Let's go somewhere else now. Saskatchewan Rough Riders know where they stand as the big game looms in their crossover spot in Jeopardy. Or looms. Is there... Hey, it's the wrong there, Charles. That's what cost flipped me up here. My mistake. Crossover spot in is in jeopardy. Um, yeah, well, we've talked about this one as well, where Saskatchewan is two points up on Hamilton, or sorry, two game, two wins up on Hamilton and two wins up on Edmonton. So Edmonton, it would be a real push for them to catch Saskatchewan right now. 
where Hamilton just has to be equal to. And uh, with Hamilton having a game in hand and they're having a head-to-head this weekend, uh, the outcome is going to be very interesting, I'll tell you that. If Saskatchewan wins this game, I think they're crossing over. If they don't win this game, uh, it's a toss-up at this point in time. Go ahead, Will. And you know what the – you know what the nice thing about if Hamilton wins this? We probably won't hear from Saskatchewan fans for at least six months, okay? Because they have nothing to argue. Oh. Their team, their no, team is no, pathetic. No, 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 no. That doesn't stop them. Are you serious? Guys, Look at guys, the post I put up guys, today. let me have my fantasy, okay? <sighs> That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not very, very <laughs> likely though. I will just hear. Then we'll just hear them complaining how they got cheated, or some nonsense like that. I mean, well, let, let's because, face facts. It's all you know, because the that guy. Lose, it's all that, the refs' fault. Yeah, but it's all because of that guy hit Cody Fajardo in the knee once, and he's been injured all year. That's why he hasn't played well. Who? What? Cody Fajardo? Yes. They were talked about his it's knee for like five fault. weeks straight. Fuck you. Yeah, of course it is. It's the ref's fault. Where have you been? Right. So, Anyways. Saskatchewan is in a free fall. I, I honestly don't think they're going to survive it. It's not It's not going to be pretty. It's actually kind of fun. I've been talking a lot with Belton Johnson lately, and uh, he, he he's kind of fun about things. Did you see his political statement? It was awesome. No, I missed that. Oh, yeah, he... I asked him what he thought about that uh, article I put posted on uh, on Dickinson, and uh, he gave gave me a politician answer, and he, he he thought it was kind of funny. Anyhow, beside the point. Go go yep. go read them out. See what happens. Anybody else got anything to say about the Scotch and Rough Riders here and their crossover position? Is there anything we've missed? Um, Oh, yeah, one thing. We did miss one thing. What? Sorry, it was my water. It was my water. The one thing we missed was riders suck. Okay? Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking that, too. You know, it, it never gets old. But, you know, that gangster guy in the car, I don't remember his name, with the rapper, and he's driving down. It's a good day when the riders lose. I never get tired of seeing that one. That's Ice Cube. Oh, is it Ice Cube? Yes. Ice tea or something? Ice Cube? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's always a good day to Rogers lose. Okay. Uh, moving right along, the Edmonton Elks receiver, Kenny Lawler, undergoes season-ending surgery. Did the Elks waste their money? Well, nobody anticipates an injury like this. Uh, the big question is, 
will he be back next year in time, depending on how severe the injury is. Um, Kenny Lawler hasn't had a bad year. It's not outstanding. He's not top of the league or anything else, but he's not far off, is he? I haven't looked at the stats recently. No, I was I, I was looking the other day. He's top ten. Yeah. He's uh. Now, what I was trying to find, uh, I was wondering if his contract's prorated or not. So he uh, he signed for three hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, that'll roughly be around, I don't know, just under $17,000 a game. So, I think he's going to end the season only. Go ahead. He's going to get paid his money because he's injured. Okay? They, okay. they They don't not pay you because he's injured. He's guaranteed the money for the rest of the year now. He would have been after Labor Day anyhow, being a veteran. But the the point is, yeah, just because he's injured doesn't get mean his salary gets prorated. Um, what he may lose out on, which is possible, is any bonuses, any part of that three hundred grand that was a bonus for like getting a thousand yards, because he came up at what uh, eight ninety four. He's a hundred and six yards shy of yep. of. Uh, a thousand, so he probably missed a bonus in there for that. He might have missed a, a, a playing bonus for only playing seventeen ga- or fourteen games or whatever it was. He's only played twelve games this year, actually. So, you know, his performance. Uh, uh, what am I looking for here? Benchmarks probably haven't been met this year. So I don't know if he's got the full three hundred thousand. Well, I think it was all guaranteed. I don't know. I didn't hear the structure of his contract. But very rarely is it all guaranteed. Is yeah, I would, that like would I've, surprise me. Yeah. I think that's why I went to Edmonton over BC. Because it was for only one year, but it was 300 k guaranteed. Uh, well, maybe it could be. Because I believe, I believe they paid a pretty good percentage of his salary and signing bonuses. Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, I think I remember hearing that too. That they paid a lot, of, large portion in signing bonuses. Yeah, I didn't say in that article. BC had a two-year contract on the table. That's right. And it might have, but I think it was for slightly less, or it wasn't guaranteed. I don't know. Oh, maybe he took the money and run. Who knows? 
Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The signing with the Elks last year ultimately came in at 180000 prorated as the league spent only to the salary cap floor and Walker fell short of meriting the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing here that really says anything about it. So we don't know. Oh, wait. I, I looked at about three different articles. There was really nothing that said about it. <clears throat> there was a, the word prorated came up a couple times and a couple bonuses and things in there, but uh, they were usually talking about somebody else at that time. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Anyhow, Kenny Lawler is done. It's toast for the season. Uh, he uh, went underwent uh, season-ending surgery. <clears throat> what is it that he blew out? That was his knee, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, it was his shoulder. Okay. It was his shoulder. I think it was his shoulder. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ending surgery on his collarbone. Okay, then. I broke my I broke my clavicle once. It wasn't a good thing. Very painful. Hard to do anything. Hard to sleep on one side. So, do you think no, he's I can imagine. in Edmonton next year? What's that? Do you think he's back in Edmonton I, next year? I think he has to be. I don't think he can. I don't think Chris Jones can afford to pay him three hundred thousand dollars next year, but I think that Jones is going to try to sign him. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. that. Now, yeah. the, uh, Chris Jones only signed him this year for that because he knew that his team was going to suck, and he needed all the help that he could get. So he brought in the league's best receiver. He wants to keep that receiver but he needs to spend the money somewhere else as well. So it's going to be a tough one, and I don't think anybody is actually going to come to, to the market for Lawler <clears throat> the way that – and I don't understand why BC did, having Burnham, Whitehead, and and Rhymes. Why would they go after Lawler as well? That just made no sense to me at all. Well, I've always liked Rhymes, but, but... – Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he had great stats last year. No, no, this was his breakout year. But if you've yeah. got Brian Burnham and Lucky Whitehead under contract, why would you go after Kenny Lawler for that amount of money? Oh, I, yeah, the, the I, I, no, I agree, but uh, and. <laughs> It's worked out for them not doing that, but uh, is, did Whitehead get hurt uh, last game? I know Burnham's done. Yes, he did. Year. Yeah, he yeah, hurt his ankle. So we'll see what happens with that. Now you're looking at, you know, Rhymes, Hafter, Katoy, kind of the step up. That other guy, Sherkone. Well, Rhymes, Rhymes is already the. 
stepped up because he's the leading receiver in the CFL. So, yeah, is he right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's had a great year. He's about forty yards ahead. Funny enough that Ottawa's got the number two uh, quarterback and um, Jalen Acklin. Jalen Acklin is number two. Uh, Dalton Schoen is up there, too. If he's not rookie of the year, I don't know who the hell is. Oh, he's a slam dunk for rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah, he's had an outstanding season. And you know what? I don't think Ellingson, I don't think the Bombers need him. He's been hurt most of the year. BC's got three receivers in the top ten. Yep. So Burnham's done for the season too, though. Yeah, Burnham is, is he done. done? Yes, yes. But he already he already missed six games with a collapsed lung. Yeah, and then he came back and got hurt again. They do say he's he's played nine games this year. But, uh, I mean, he still had 600 yards. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if his time in the CFL is starting to come to an end. Well, it always has. We've all known that, that that he wasn't going to do – they didn't even know if they were going to sign him this year. He obviously came to the table – with a, a, a realistic offer instead of a G. Roy Simon attitude. Yeah. He took a hometown discount yeah. for the Lions, no doubt he about did, that. He did, yeah. But you always start to wonder, too, that if they're start, starting to get injured over and over again, you start to think, well, maybe they're kind of at the end of the line here because that starts to happen to receivers, well, generally anyone, when they get towards the end of their career, they start to become more susceptible to injuries. And now we've... This is two relatively major injuries to Brian Burnham in one season, so. Yes. But, you know, both of them, he was going out. He got laid out. I mean, he absolutely took a rock rock and hit. Both of them. Yep. Most young guys wouldn't survive hits like that, and Burnham just kind of, okay. So, I don't know. Okay. Go back over here to this, and where are we going? Oh, this was an interesting topic. Does anybody have anything to add to Kenny Lawler? William, you got anything to say about him? Don't know. Don't care. Nope. You know what? You know what? No, I mean, he was a receiver that they paid too much money to anyways. Receivers get hurt regardless of how much money you give them and move on. Next man up. Next man up. Okay. Running out of time on the show here. Last segment, Curtis Rourke is a bit ahead of Nathan as a passer at this stage in his development. Will his brother's success make his stock higher? Fucking rights it will. Please tell me which CFL team right now does not have Curtis Rourke on their watch list. He is going to go the number one pick overall when his in his draft class. It's going to happen. I disagree, but you do. Why? 
because it's his brother. Who the fuck cares? Wayne Gretzky had a brother, didn't he? Actually, had a couple. Who? Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, never, Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky's brothers never put up better numbers than he did, though. Yeah, we're still talking the fucking college football, okay? Right. We're still talking college football. And you know what? Let's let's let the whole Nathan Rourke thing play itself out because that story's not even begun yet. True. Nope. Good point. Right? So, I mean, don't well, be think- college football players. The difference that we've seen of Nathan Rourke in the CFL basically proves that the one thing you're not thinking about is Nathan Rourke had a year under Mike Riley. Didn't touch the field except for a couple of times. And he he obviously is a good, he's obviously a good learner, okay? And he always, obviously picks, I'm going to give him all this credit. He obviously picks things up really well, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's see if his brother's like that. You know, so like I said, this whole I'm curious to see what this whole Nathan Rourke story is going to end up like. And in a perfect well, world, you do know, in a perfect world, he's in the CFL for two more years and then he's gone. You know that yes, you know that he is still number three in passing yards and number two in yeah. touchdown passes, and he's. Yeah. Five games behind Zach Caleros. Yeah, he even yeah. played in week. He only, he, he only right. played nine games. And, and, and you can still, only speculate. You can only speculate what he would have done in those games that he's missed. I'm not going to speculate. I'm just saying that right now he's still one of the leaders in this league, and he hasn't played for five games. Right. He did enough in those first nine games that most of the player, most of the quarterbacks didn't do in a whole fucking year. Right. When's his brother eligible? Uh, he's a, uh, a junior right now, isn't he? So he's I got believe two so. More so years that would be two more years. Oh, well, that's a ways away. Yep. Yeah, a lot can happen in that period of time. Sure, but my Absolutely. my biggest thing is right now you're you're spewing you're spewing stats. Okay, I remember I remember Henry Burris went to Hamilton and threw for six thousand yards each year and went nowhere. Okay, I don't care about stats. All I care about is who's winning. That's all that matters. Well, what else stats do you have to go matter. by? <laughs> Well, okay, 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 guys, ask, sorry, i got to close the show. Well, okay. we're going to close okay. the show. I, Bring it up I'm next week. Bring it up you. next week. Bring it up next okay. week. Let's talk. Okay. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 505. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Thank you very much for talking football with us or listening to us. And you guys take care. Enjoy the weekend of football. It's a big weekend for all teams that are playing or for most teams that are playing. Uh, 50 seconds left. Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And Rudy, you go at it. Good night, everyone. Go Owls. Go Owls. William, it's up to you.
Good night, everybody, and I hope that the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.